What does it mean to run the damn ball? Man, I never really thought about that question. I'd say to run the damn ball is to just give it, give it your all. You know what I mean? The way, the way it just flows when you say run the damn ball is just like put everything aside, clear your mind, that mental block, and just go for it, man. Welcome back to another episode of Run the Damn Ball. This is your host, Daniel Magnuson. We cover Nebraska football, college football, and everything in between. Something in between is Nebraska basketball. Nebraska has their first regular season game tomorrow against Maine here in Lincoln at Pinnacle Bank Arena. I'm blessed to have Jeffrey Grace III join the podcast. Jeff is a freshman guard for the Huskers, so... Jeff, how are you doing today, and uh, what's the vibe on the team going forward into the game tomorrow? I'd say I'm doing pretty well. Um, the vibe going into the game, you know, since our last, coming off of the last exhibition game, uh, we lost it. Um, it's not, didn't go the way we wanted to, but I would say it was a good test for us and a good learning experience because uh, the ball is not going to go our way every single night, and it's not going to go in like we wanted to, but uh, I would say we fought hard through the, the whole thing and it honestly gave us a lot of learning things that we needed to work on going into the regular season. Yeah so you're coming into your second year playing college basketball and uh, you know last year you were at Arizona State so you know how was you know your first year just the learning curve of going from you know high school player to in you know big college like Arizona State and then you know what eventually led you to come to Nebraska? Um, first and foremost uh I want to thank the people from Arizona State that I met. Uh, they, honestly, I learned a lot. Uh, just it, I wouldn't be the person I am today without going through that experiment, and I'm very honored that I did go through that. It was an amazing time I had at Arizona State. Um, learned a lot about just uh, college basketball at the beginning, uh, being a freshman on a college team. Like You always like think about it when like you're not actually in it, and then when you're actually in it, like everything is like changes and like your whole mindset becomes like, oh, like what do I do next? Like how do I go from this to this? You just learn a lot about being a student athlete and then just being an athlete overall. Um, so that was a good experiment for me, and I'm very honored that was a part of my journey, and I'm glad I'm here now. Uh, Nebraska has taught me a lot. Uh, the people are so welcoming, so uh, I wanted to come into a welcoming uh, environment. And I'm glad I chose this one because can ask for a better environment to be around or be a part of. And I feel like the culture that we have here can uh, lead us to having a great season and with the great great people in the culture. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people have become more and more you know accustomed with the transfer portal and then other things and just how you know player movement is in college sports, especially with like the bigger sports like football, basketball. So. Did you know you reach out to Nebraska, or did Nebraska reach out to you? How, kind of how did that process go down? So I would say Nebraska was always like on my option kind of list. Uh, you know, my senior year of high school, it was during COVID, so there wasn't really much film getting out and like 
much recruitment going on. So it was like kind of very stressful and tough for me. But uh, I want to say it kind of worked out how it kind of had to. Like it was planned, like not really planned, but like it was kind of God's plan at the end of the day. Like just had to like follow the course and just be positive through it all, even though there were some hard times that were self-doubt kicked in. Uh, really a lot of unanswered questions. I didn't really know wh which direction I was going into, but I'm kind of glad I went the direction I went to. So Nebraska was always like a backup option, I would say. Um, just what really struck me about Nebraska was how like people always think about it as like cornfields. Like there's more than just to it than just cornfields. Like there's actually like uh, the people you surround yourself in this community can like really uplift you and like really like mean so much to you that you play the game for them and also like you're playing the game for yourself. So uh, that really like struck my eye at the beginning. Um, so I'm kind of glad I'm on this journey where I am in my life today. Yeah, I feel the same way about Nebraska. I mean, because you're from Chicago Correct. and I'm from Dallas, which is like two of the top five biggest cities. I mean, metros, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think I would say the same thing about Nebraska. It's like it's so much more than cornfields like the, I think the small towns are cool here if you ever go to those. Or, you know, Lincoln itself, I think it's just the most, like, American place ever. Because you'll find any type of person, like, you could imagine is in Lincoln, Nebraska. Like, it's just such a home. Like, that's the word I put on it. I just think Lincoln's, like, a homey place. Like, the, there's a lot of old buildings, old houses. And then there's a lot of new stuff coming up, especially downtown, like Pinnacle Bank Arena, Haymarket. So I really like it here. I'll probably move away someday in the you know, next year or two. So I'll be kind of sad about that. But Yeah, uh, but at the end of the day, Lincoln's always going to be a part of you, you know? Yeah, yeah, I love I love Lincoln. How's your transition been moving here? It seems like it's gone you know, well so far. Uh, I would say it's gone pretty well. I mean, uh, like I said, the people are uh, really welcoming, which makes it pretty much easier. Uh, my transition wasn't pretty well, except I had to drive all the way from Arizona to here, which oh, was pretty yeah. long. You probably had to bring a lot of stuff, too. Yeah, so yeah. that was that was a journey. I drove my dad, so uh, I thank him for that, honestly, because that would have been a long drive by myself. But other than that, transition's been pretty well. Um, going to my fr basically my freshman year since I graduated last year, uh, kind of a different mindset, just uh, get better each and every day. Uh, I hold myself accountable to be 1% better each and every day. So uh, I think that's going pretty well in my transition. That's great. Um, so I remember I watched like one Arizona State basketball game last year. They played Creighton. Okay. And okay. I just remember, were you able to travel with the team? At so I was or? not able to travel. Yeah. I just remember, I mean, I think Creighton was one of the more talented teams last year, but from what I saw, Arizona State just scrapped that game. Like, they were just scrappy and just, I don't know. That's what I remember from it. Yeah, so they last, year, last season we had a really up and down year, I would say. It went a lot, like, it went, like, way different than what we expected. But I would say, like, um, in, like, the late game situations, uh, we really pulled through, honestly, with our camaraderie um, on and off the court uh, that we had. So... I would say it was a really up and down year, but overall, I feel like we did better than what kind of how it started. Uh, not necessarily how we wanted it to, but I would say from where we started to where we ended, I think we did really, really well and really shocked a lot of ears. Yes, yeah. I remember looking at the just like the overall you know record and then like the list of games. I think Arizona State 
won seven of the last eight games they had. Yeah, so we really got hot, and once we got hot, really, everything started to open up, more opportunity for a lot of other guys, which uh, really showed uh, kind of our character of how our resilience was kind of like the whole year, even though we had been through a hard year. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned, so was your senior year of high school the year that COVID hit? Or Yeah, so my senior year was directly when COVID hit. So that would have been 20, let's see, 2020. You graduated in 21? Yep. Okay, so that was, I guess, because I know, I guess COVID hit 20. So most most of the basketball was played, you know, before yeah. it was hit. That, year, that would have been your junior year, right? Yeah, correct. And so basically how it went down was at the beginning, like, in my town, which I'm from, like, the west suburbs, like, Elmhurst area, um, like, basketball was canceled for a little bit, like, before yeah. the season even started. Like, we didn't really know if we were going to have a season or if or not. Um, so that was kind of tough. But later going into, the like, the year, like, COVID started to, like, dial down a little bit where we had to, like, play with masks. And, like, there was, no, like, no fans in the crowd until, like, probably, like, some of our last games where, like, they allowed fans in the crowd, but everyone had to wear a mask and, like, while playing, we had to wear a mask, which was kind of tough because, like, you're not used to playing with the mask. It's kind of um, weird, yeah. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, I'm thankful that we had a season because I feel like everyone deserves an opportunity their senior year, of course. Um, even, like, no matter how you put how you do it, I think the, the effort that people, like, gave in the community was really important because without that, we probably wouldn't have had a season. And... uh it would have been hard without having a season my senior year, I would say. Yeah, that would I mean, I remember thinking I was a sophomore in college when all that went down, and I was like, I am so happy I graduated high school when I did because that, that's just stressful. You don't know what if you're even going to get that chance. There's so many kids who, you know, their junior, senior year of high school or, you know, w- whenever it would have been, they may have never got the looks that they could have gotten to go play somewhere uh, because of, you know, COVID and everything. So I always felt bad for like people like you because I was like, I, you know, I didn't know whether y'all, you guys were gonna get the opportunities to go do, you know, play football, basketball, all that. I mean, I saw that you played football as well in high school. Did you get to play your senior year? So I played. I want to say the the probably about like seven out of the eight or so games. Like I played like halfway through because um, after basketball, I'd go straight into football, which was kind of interesting. So uh, I got back and played, like, my last four games, I want to say. So that was kind of a good experience for me because uh, I started playing football when I was in second grade, um, and that was, like, a big part of me. That used to be my my big love back in the day, uh-huh. more than basketball, I would say. But then I kind of, like, ran out of, like, energy, and, like, I just got burnt out from it. So uh, ending it off on that note, like, just allowing me to play, kind of just, like, let bygones be bygones, you know? And then, like... It just, like, allowed, like, good riddance, you know, at the end of the day. Because for me, like, having a love of football back in the day was was very uh, awesome because my dad enjoyed football as well, and my brother played football. Uh, so I was really in love with football, and I used to, like, watch it each and every day, every time it would come on. But at at some point, like, the be- the football just starts, like, going, and, like, obviously I knew it was just, like, the t- certain time. So... I'm glad I did it while I could, but other than that, I'm very glad that it was ended at the right time, and I ended it, got to end with the people in my class. So I thought overall it was a really good uh, year for us when my senior year playing football. Um, I would say I wish we could have 
kept playing because uh, there was no playoffs or anything. So I feel like we, I'm pretty sure we would have made it to playoffs for, like, the first time. Like, because, like, my school wasn't really known for football back in the day, but now we are, really like, really, really known for football. But uh, it would have been a cool experience to, like, know, like, like your team, like, made the playoffs and, like, you'd be, like, the first one to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. But we didn't really get that opportunity because of COVID, which obviously COVID stopped a lot. But It did, yeah. So did you guys end up have to play – you said you played basketball before football your senior year? Yeah. So, so you ba- did spring football? Yeah. That's so, cool, actually. So basketball started before football, uh, which was kind of interesting because usually basketball starts after football. Um, so I was a little tired coming from basketball, but <laughs> – uh, I'm glad I got the experience to uh, end my final games with my teammates that I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was definitely an experience because you honestly like playing with the mask and having a helmet was very tough. Wait, y'all times. had to wear a mask while you wore the helmet? Yeah, bro. <laughs> what in the world was going on? Yeah, it was a definitely an interesting time with COVID. But it <laughs> honestly brought up brought up a new perspective for me. I would say just like. Like, every day isn't guaranteed or you can't really take anything for granted and, like, all the little things matter that you do. But, yeah, COVID definitely had... We could go in on that for a while. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no doubt. But COVID, yeah, definitely had a lot of unanswered questions, especially going to my senior year and, like, not really wanted... Not really knowing where I wanted... Where I was going to go or, like, where I would... Where, like, my future was going to end up. So that was really hard for me because my future was basically unknown. And who really wants to have an unknown future? Like, you never know. But I'm glad things worked out the way they could, and um, I thank my uh, old high school coach Vince Dorn for putting me out, putting me out, and allowing me to have the opportunity to go to Arizona State. So did he get, get in contact with the Arizona State staff or something? Um, you know, I honestly don't know how the the process yeah. of all that works, but uh, he was a big factor for sh- of it for sure, and helped me a lot. Um, and a lot of other my my uh, coach, Coach Pearl. Helped me a lot. Uh, just like, honestly, like lifted me up. Cause like, when your when your future is unknown of like you don't know where you're gonna play. Like, hopefully basketball in college. You like, really are unsure about a lot of different things. And like, it puts you in like a whole different state of mind. And it kind of like sucks because you see like, before like COVID, other people like already know where they're going, and like you're the only one that like, like I felt like I was like kind of the only one that I didn't know where I was going. So. Honestly, they helped a lot with just, like, making me remember of, like, being positive and, like, things will happen. You just got to take time and patience the virtue, you know? That's very true. Patience is huge. Um, I always wish that just with, you know, how schools, like, when I, you know, played sports in high school, it was football, then basketball, then, like, baseball, all that. So I always wish that basketball would come before I mean, there's no way because football is the fall sport. But I always wish that basketball was before football on the timeline because I quit playing football because there was no way that I could start the basketball season without being, like, somewhat hurt. Okay. And that would affect the way I'd play because I played basketball in high school too. Of course. And so it was, like, that playing football, and I, I went to a smaller school, so I didn't leave the field. Like, I was always on the field playing football. So, like, I would, you know, the first half of the basketball season, I was, like, hurt because I, you know, was playing fo- so much football, and so I wasn't able to – that was my, like the sport I really loved was basketball too. So it was just a risk. I stopped playing because I didn't want to risk getting hurt and missing time. So. Oh, definitely. It definitely has a wear and tear on your body. Cause uh, my sophomore year, I decided I wasn't gonna play football, so I didn't play football. So 
uh, I stopped playing football and I just focused on basketball. Then my junior year came up and I was one of my good friends, Josh Mathison. Uh, he came up to me. He was like, "Yo, you gotta you gotta keep playing football. Like you're good at it. You you could help the team a lot. This and that." And I was like, oh, like you really have a good perspective because like football that do- doesn't last forever. So I was like, oh, okay, like let me let me hear his inside, let me like think about it. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna play football. Like I might as well since my time's kind of ticking. Like I could like feel it in my body. And I was like, all right, okay, like I'm gonna play football. Like might as well make the most out of it and count. Yeah, I I actually had the same thoughts that you had because I stopped playing after my so junior year I stopped playing, and I don't know what it was, but. I think it was like the standing around at practice, just like, and just like the heat and everything. I was like, man, and we weren't good either. We just could get destroyed. I just eventually was like, I just want to play ball. I, I was like, I, this is when I knew I couldn't play football anymore. It was like, I didn't want to go to playoffs in football because I didn't want to miss any basketball games. And that's when I knew I was like, I wouldn't be, that's not the good mindset to have on a team, you know? So I was like, yeah, I can't do this. But yeah, conflicts are definitely never good. But uh, as long as you like, understood like that like football like won't last you like you will ne- like football you cannot never play forever yeah and like the time you play it like just make the most out of it honestly because like tomorrow isn't promised for anybody but then like at the end of the day like this could be like your like like just leave it on the la- leave it on the like mm-hmm. like f- uh field for like the last few times that you could play because like you never know when that that's going to be your last time doing it do you think you could have played football in college? Um, I because I I'm gonna tell you right now, if you're a D1 basketball player, you could have played football in college. Just about everybody, maybe um, not Casey. I don't think Casey could have played football for anyone. But like every like basketball athletes, in my opinion, are some of the best. So you probably could have. Um, I think I, if I put my mind to it and uh, I got my body right, I definitely could have. But I was just burnt out and really didn't. Yeah, really no. Work. I think if time was time and. That was just enough for me while I lasted, so I'm glad I did it while I had the time, but other than that, I'm kind of glad where I left off, though. Yeah. and I'm glad where I finished. I like Couldn't this. be happier for that. That's true. <laughs> I think it's funny. I just came after K-Say out here for no reason, but you know, K-Say could not play football. All right, yeah, no, football could not play. <laughs> like Sam Hoiberg, I think he could play football, <laughs> but K-Say, no. I think, honestly, it doesn't really matter. Uh, like your size or anything. I, at the end of the day, like if you believe you can do something, you can do it. But I feel like since football is such a like high protocol with concussions these days, I feel like not many people want to do it because the risk of getting a concussion, like no one wants that. And like for like after football, like the life after football, like yeah, no one really wants to have that affect them in their life, especially when they're having a family and everything. So I feel like that's a lot of the risk these days. And um, I feel like that's, like, what kind of, like, held me a little bit out of, like, not playing football, like, the risk of that happening to me. Because, like, uh, I I can't remember when the movie Concussion came out, but, like, that, like, really kind of put, like, a perspective on me playing football when I was playing it. So I would just say, like, the injury-based yeah, risk is, like, really high these – like, really, like, getting larger these days. So I feel like that's why a lot of people really don't want to be involved in that sport. And 
I mean, the helmets have advanced a lot. They look to, they look like freaking like NASCAR helmets. They look insane, right? But I don't even think those really prevent any concussions either. Because you'll see, like, if there's head-to-head -head contact and their head smacks the ground, it doesn't matter what helmet you have on, I feel like. Yeah, for example, like Tua, like, that, it was just crazy, like, to see, like, him being allowed back in the game when he's already, like, stumbling and, like, lost content. And it's just, like, terrible because, like, that doesn't just affect, like, that moment. That affects your whole entire life behind that moment. Your brain, the way you're able to move, everything. So, and, like, after, like, that all happens, like, you become crazy in a sense of, like, you, like, kind of, like, can't control it because of, like, what it causes beyond that. So, it I mean, was, Look at Antonio Brown. Yeah, that too. Crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, growing up in a basketball city like Chicago, uh, you know, what was it like growing up there? Um, mostly, like, I didn't really, like, know about basketball until I started playing, like, AAU, which was, like, third grade. Uh, that kind of, like, developed me more of, like, learning about basketball, like, traveling other places and, like, playing different competition. Like, that kind of, like, enabled my competitiveness, to be honest. Um, but playing basketball in, uh, like Chicago area was really cool because it's really important there, especially with Michael Jordan and like the Chicago Bulls and everything they do, they did. Um, so it was really, like really big and heavy based, I would say, but I would say there was a, a lot of things going on with like the basketball industry, uh, with like. AAU was, like, really popular. Like, kids were, like, this is, like, when, like, media was, like, getting, becoming big with, like, Ball is Life. Yeah. Like, different, like, kind of mixtapes and that. And uh, the journey of, like, my journey with, like, AAU and stuff, like, I would say it was, like, really cool to, like, travel different places and, like, just, like, be a part of, like, uh, the different, like, programs I was in, like, really expanded my knowledge and, like, really got my competitive spirit to go up. Yeah, I mean, I grew up playing ball. I never really played AAU because, well, that was always such a like a broad term, you know, because I played on a team every summer, but I never played on, like, a sponsored team, you know? So I just remember the, the period of time that I actually, like, got good at basketball was, like, 7th, 8th grade, just when you actually grow into your body that you're supposed to have and, like, <laughs> the speed and everything. Of course. So I just remember, like, that was the peak time of me playing summer ball. But did you grow up like a Derrick Rose fan? Oh, uh, yes, I actually did. So when everything was going on, when the Bulls were doing amazing, which they still are pretty good these days, um, but that was such a crazy time in history. Uh, I think a lot of Chicago people will never, ever forget that, and we really thank him to this day because um, he really doesn't – I don't think he understands how much he changed, like, the city because, like, that's, like – that was, like, kind of like another Michael Jordan in our eyes, I would say. And it was cool because, like, it was – he played at Simeon and, yeah. like, he's from there. Yeah, so, so Chicago-born base. Yeah, it was really cool to see him, like, do that. And, I mean, I didn't really start watching a whole lot of – I would watch, like, the Mavs growing up, so, like, Dirk and all that. But, I, you know, I didn't watch a whole lot of other NBA teams. But I remember, you know, that was one of my favorite players. Like, it was him, a bunch of role players, and they were going up against the Heat, and that was just huge. And it sucked when – Shoot, did he get hurt in he got hurt like twenty twelve? Yeah, so it was in the playoffs and I honestly think he should have been out of the game by then because they were up 
by pretty much a good a good lead. Uh, so it was I I think he like was going to like pass or like go for a layup mm-hmm. in the air and he like landed on his. I think he like landed wrong, and then like he went down. So after that, like really, <laughs> you kind of just feel the emotions after that. Honestly, like they everyone just like felt it, like right when it happened and like knew like that was a big deal and like honestly. Chicago hasn't Chicago basketball like hasn't really recovered much since then. I would say like that's still like a detrimental part of that uh, culture of the Chicago Bulls. But I would say through the basketball season like last year, it really gave them a spark with like bringing Demar Derozan and having Zach Levine still and like the just having like a young team and like surrounded by around those guys is like really important because I feel like uh, having like like vets on your team like the young the younger generation kind of like needs that to like learn just about the game of basketball and like just about the how like the movement around like and where like the positioning of where you need to be so I think having vets on like any team is like really important just for life and like just like playing the game the right way. Is Derek Walker that kind of vet for you guys right now? I mean, he's like 25 years old. <laughs> he's like a 60-year senior. Yeah. Yeah. I love my boy D-Walk. But, Me too. Um... I got to know, I got, I've got to know Derek a little bit uh, over the years just because my friend made a my friend made a uh, little documentary series. Mike, right? Yeah, Mike Raps has yeah. made a little documentary thing for him. And then he, <laughs> he did, like, his own podcast over the summer, but then I guess he stopped doing it. Yeah, he's, so. he's getting old by the day. But, <laughs> no. no, he's a, he's a great leader. Uh, just, like, talking to him and, like, learning about, like, where he came from and, like, where he is now is just so awesome to me because I feel like more people, like, he needs to, like, I feel like his story is, like, really important. And I feel like he, like, is a really good leader to where, like, with this team, like, can be and, like, can be able to be because I feel like with like Nebraska basketball we have a lot of doubt obviously because like the seasons haven't been good with this and this whatever uh but I feel like this like this year we like really embrace everything and like we've really brought into what we've really put into everything and we like really want to be like good and I feel like every day we just keep getting better and we just keep learning about each other and I feel like our chemistry on and off the court just has expanded so much and um, I feel like we are really like gonna be a great team this year, and like we've learned a lot about each each and every one of ourselves. So I yeah. feel like this year like will be really interesting to see how it all plays out, and I feel like it'll work in our favor because uh, just at the end of the day, this team has really like grown a brotherhood, and it's really all you could ask for in a, in a basketball program. That's awesome. I mean, I'm really I'm really rooting for y'all, um, and the you know from just sports in general, the chemistry on the team is so big. That might be the biggest aspect of the team because it's one thing to play for yourself and, you know, a few other things. But if you're playing, like, for each other, I mean, you can do anything. Especially, I mean, especially on most college teams, unless there's a couple guys here and there, like a Zion, those type of players, most of the guys, you're not going to be, like, extraordinarily talented. But, I mean, you are there for a reason because you are, you know, you've gotten this far in basketball. It's like, if you guys, I mean, you, you know, Nebraska, you guys aren't going to have the star power of like a Michigan, right? But if you guys are just able to play together, be a bunch of gym rats, that's, a, that's the thing. If you got gym rats on your team, 
they can do uh, you can do anything I feel like because the the commitments there the skills there everything I feel like it's definitely way more powerful than just being like a star talented yeah. star team like I guess like for example like you said Michigan um, so I feel like we've really bought into what we wanted to put into this season and I feel like great things are gonna happen and only a matter of time will tell yeah I mean I mean I'm rooting for y'all. Um, I mean, that was one of the questions I was going to have is like, what's kind of, you know, kind of the focus for you guys going this season, but you really just broke it down for me. Is the game at seven tomorrow? Yeah, I believe the game is at seven. Sweet. Okay. I'm trying to go to the game. For sure. Me and Cameron have talked about it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I bet tickets are kind of cheap. Uh, I'm not sure. Cause I don't really like know anything about like the tickets. Yeah. Or anything. I'm guessing it's like 10 bucks. Shoot. But, I might just look right now, actually. Uh, <laughs> But do you get any tickets you can give away? Yeah, so I was actually about to ask you. Uh, if you actually need a ticket, I can give you one. Sweet, because last year I knew some of the volleyball players, and they gave me a free ticket to a game last year. But that that works if you're able to do that. Otherwise, it'll probably only be like 10 bucks, which is not a big deal. Sure. But uh, I want to try to go to y'all's games this yeah, year. Yeah, I got two tickets. Because I've gotten to know Derek a little bit yeah, in the got. past year. I uh, You know, I mean, I've gotten to know Oleg. <laughs> Oleg's Good funny. People, for sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah, Oleg's like, he. I mean, English is not his first language. And so when he does say something, it carries, like, it, it actually means something, you know? Because sometimes it'll just be with your buddies or whatever, and just, you'll just say whatever. When, when Oleg says something, he's like, it's either something funny or he, like, genuinely does not know what's going on. And it's like, what did you just say, you know? Yeah, also, it's like, this year, like, it's really cool because, like, uh, last year at Arizona State, I didn't really have much international like teammates, which I think is really cool to have. Uh, just like expand my horizons, just not about like the United States, like learn about different countries and stuff like that. Uh, so like learning like about like their kind of like history of like how they are like how how it is like back home for them and like just like seeing how it is here is just like totally different and like it's really cool just to like interact with them about that. So. I find that very cool, like, just to have teammates that are internationally, uh, just to learn about their culture and this and that, like, because you really honestly wouldn't think about it unless, like, you, like, went outside the United States, but, like, them, like, p being on, like, the same basketball team and, like, uh, hanging out with them here and there, uh, just, like, learning about, like, kind of how they grew up and, like, what they went through and, like, what their culture is and it, like how how it is and like the food, different types of foods they eat is like really cool and like interesting. I see. So the case is from Japan. Obviously, mm -hmm. Oleg's from Lithuania, and then you got we'll see one other. It's um, Blaze. Yeah, Blaze is from Mali, mm -hmm. which I forget that's even a place. <laughs> I know that's Africa, of course, but uh, and then Emmanuel's from Canada, which is not like a ton different. Yeah. Does but he, like, wait, does he speak French? Yeah, he does. Okay, because so I like, saw he's from Quebec. Yeah, so like, also that's like really cool. Like the different like languages they speak. So like, I can like become fluent at that and like learn like kind of like how they say different things like that we say in like English. So like that, I feel like that's really cool. Just like overall and like learning about just like the different types of languages and like the different kinds of foods. Like when we hang out, like sometimes they will like make like different types of foods and like. I'll, like, try it, and, like, it'll be, like, a lot different than, like, what I expected, but, like, it's really cool, like, at the end of the day, just, like, have that experience to, like, try the different foods from, like, different countries. That is really cool. So, who are the guys on the team that you've connected with the most so far? So, since I wasn't here this summer, 
Uh, I feel like I've connected with everyone pretty much a good amount. Uh, and since I've came uh, at the beginning of the school year, I feel like uh, it has, I've like gotten like really close to like uh, everyone on the team and everyone's like brought me, like allowed me to come in with like open arms. And like, I've gotten to know a lot of different people uh, in this like, I would say in this program so I would say, like, everyone for that one because, like, at the beginning, like, me coming from Arizona State, uh, like, I didn't really know, like, m many people, like, on, on the team before I came. But we had, like, a Zoom call uh, before, uh, before like, the summer workouts even started happening. So I would say everyone for that question because, uh, obviously, me not being here this summer, like, I missed a, missed a good amount. But I would say, like, me coming during the beginning of the school year, uh, everyone just like kind of like opened me with open arms, and I feel like we've all connected on a very good level that can uh, impact how we do this season and can help us definitely down the road when like adversity hits and stuff like that. Yeah, that's huge. So, um, yeah, I got you a ticket. Oh, awesome. Okay, we can figure that out <laughs> once we're done here. <laughs> but fault, uh, so, what's the what's the starting five looking like? I know that I think they've mentioned that before, but I I mean I don't have it written down. And then kind of where do you fit in with the rotation going into the season? Um, for the starting for the starting five, it is going to be Sam Sammy G, uh, Emmanuel, CJ, and then actually I'm not sure because. Is uh let's see here is Wilhelm starting? I'm not, he did start last game, but I'm not sure which which how we're gonna play our first game. Uh huh. So honestly, for that question, I'm not even sure. Yeah. Okay. Because I saw I mean I saw some people like writing about it and they said that there's gonna be like a core like seven to eight that play a lot. Yeah. So everyone's pretty much interchangeable, and I feel like everyone. So like this is how I fit in. I kind of like know my role, and like. Me being on the bench with, like, some other guys, we, like, really try to uplift our team, like, being in the game and, like, really try to make an impact on the bench, even though, like, I guess, like, the bench kind of gets overlooked sometimes. I feel like our role is as important as the people playing because we need to bring in the energy. They need to bring in energy. And together, like, we can, like, make it, like, electric. And, like, when, like, you have energy that's high, it's very hard to beat. It's, yeah, it's momentum. Um so I feel like everyone's roles, like everyone knows their role, and like that's really important for a team to have, uh, especially in the Big Ten, uh, which is pretty hard, a very hard conference to be in. So I feel like everyone just knowing their role and like knowing where to be, uh, and knowing what to do, and just bringing the juice each and every day just is very impactful and can really benefit a team going forward. Yeah. So I see. Last game, it was Emmanuel, Sam, CJ, Wilhelm, and then did Blaze start too? Yeah, Blaze started. Okay, I see. I mean, I haven't, shoot, I haven't done a, well, like a whole, I didn't watch the highlights against Colorado. I should have. I've been more like watching football stuff lately. Oleg scored six. That's cool that Oleg got in, just because I don't think he played at all last year. Yeah, yeah. He definitely learned a lot. Uh, honestly, he's gotten a lot better in practice just each and every day, just kind of like buying into what, the coaches have like taught us and everything so he's doing really good in practice i have a funny story about oleg actually <laughs> so over the summer i played on a it's called the cornusker state game so it's just like a tournament they have like any adults can do it and um so it was me 
you know, Mike, he's, I mean, he moved somewhere else for a new job, but it was me, Mike, and then like six other dudes. And then, uh, Oleg would just, would just come to hang out. And then I think it was our semifinal game. If we won, we went to the championship. And so it was our semifinal game and, uh, Oleg and Wilhelm were hanging out on the bench and they were like coaches, quote unquote, but they weren't really coaches. We were doing (laughs) our own thing, but you know, it was just cool. Like they're hanging out really. And so, Oleg, like, I don't know what was, like, I don't know what was going through his head, but we were down two with, like, five seconds left. We had the ball. And we throw it in, and, like, the ball almost gets stolen, but then somehow Mike gets it and pulls up for three in the left wing, hits it, right, makes a shot. Right before Mike pulls up to shoot, Wilhelm calls a timeout. Or not Wilhelm. Oleg calls a timeout. <laughs> And then, so the the three that Mike made didn't count, and then we had less time. And then, the, you know, and then we're we're just looking like we could have won the game, but you decided to call a timeout. He's not even our coach. He's not even a player. Like he's just there to hang out. And the, I was just like, we came after. He felt so bad, but we were on him for like an hour straight because we and we didn't hit the game winner to, to wow. tie or win. Wow. So, blame it on, on Oleg. So it was on Oleg. I mean, I don't care. It's whatever. But it's just a funny story that he just was there to hang out and then like, called a timeout. And it's so funny because he's seven feet tall and just stand there like, timeout. <laughs> I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So It does sound like something Oleg would do. Yeah, that's Oleg. So anyway, we get back to it. Um, so what are some of your hobbies? What are some things that, uh, about you that can help our listeners get to know more about Jeff off the court? So off the court, I would say I'm very uh, fun, social. Uh, I uh, like to play video games in my free time when I can, or I like to like watch documentaries or podcasts. Um, so that's like something I really enjoy doing. Other than that, I like listening to music. Uh, music really like calms my mind, and especially with like everything going on and like having a busy schedule, like that just like helps captivate. Uh, just like me being like kind of like away from like the basketball world and just like allowing me to be like in the moment uh yoga's definitely helped a lot meditation is really good uh those are some things i learned this year uh coming to nebraska like just like having like we do yoga sometimes after practice so like that's like kind of helped my body like me learn a lot about my body that i didn't know mm-hmm. um meditation like really eases my mind so those are some things i do like kind of off the court and like my hobbies i would say that's cool. What what video games do you play? So these days I've been playing a lot of 2K. Uh, I play sometimes Call of Duty, um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, and sometimes like GTA, but that's like on a rare. Occasion. Yeah, GTA is a throwback. <laughs> uh, 2K. I really liked playing 2K when I was younger, but I don't know what it is. I think I don't know what it is. I just haven't been into it as much the last couple years. I really, when they first came out with my park, that was sweet. Yeah. Because you would just be playing, it was like you were playing, you know, multiplayer, but it was basketball. So you'd be dunking on people or whatever. <laughs> it was awesome. Like doing yeah. my player, my court. Um, what, what was that called? They called it My Career. My Career. And then you, yeah. It, I like just the blacktop thing? Yeah. That was cool when they came out with that. <laughs> that I, the, I, if I were to play 2K again, that's what I would do. The oh, last time I played, I did like a whole like 
I did. I tried to do a full season with Ja, Ja Morant, because he's my favorite player. Yeah. But then it got boring because I was so good. <laughs> I just would fast break dunk on everybody, and I was like, okay. Do you have a favorite player in the NBA or? Um, I used to. So my favorite player that used to play in the NBA was Kobe Bryant. Uh, honestly, I really look up to Kobe Bryant, just like who he was as a person on and off the court, like being a father, uh, just embracing uh, his like role of like honest team and also like I watched I don't know if you've watched the redeem team I watched that recently and it kind of like showed his like mentality of like like no matter like if you step through the lines like he's got to compete if like you're his teammate outside of like the Olympics like it doesn't matter like at the end of the day he just wants to win and just like make sure his message is heard and like understood through his to his teammates that He's really all for the team, and, like, uh, no matter what anyone does, like, you can't, like, beat him or stop him. So I think that's, like, really, like, my role model and uh, will always be my role model. And that's kind of, like, also a lot of reason why I wear, like, 24. Uh, Kobe's really, like, helped me, like, because growing up as a kid, you always hear of, like, Mike and everything, but, like, in that uh, generation, I wasn't, really like, really around when, like, Mike was playing. Yeah, me neither. Because I'm an O2 kid. So uh, Kobe Bryant is, like, kind of, like, the next big thing, I would say. So Kobe Bryant was, like, a big, like, big part of my life and, like, still, like, is, like, a big, like, play a big role in my life of, like, who I am today and, like, how I, like, play the game, I would say. Mm-hmm. I'm a really nostalgic person. I don't know if you're the same way. But looking back at, like, 2009, 2008, uh, just, like, the <clears> – <throat> Like, the end of Kobe's, like, prime with the Lakers, just with them being, like, a championship-type team. And just, like, the NBA Finals and the announcers and, like, the theme music just, like, da-na-na, da-da-da-da. It's, like, Kobe, like, slow-mo, like, fade away. Just, like, that whole era was sick. And I didn't think – I think if he was still alive, we wouldn't think about it as much. But it's almost like – the, with how quick everything happened and then, you know, COVID hit right after he passed, it was just, like, it just really, like, crazy. And he meant so much to our generation of basketball players. I mean, you're, you know, you're not playing college. I stopped after high school, but just he was so influential on our, like, age group growing up playing basketball. Not only for us as, like, boys, but also, like, he had multiple daughters who all played and, like, he was huge for women's basketball because someone asked him, I think he was on some show and they were like, hey, what do you think about like never having like a son that like to teach basketball? And he was like, uh, I have three daughters and like, that's all I need. Right. Mm. So I thought that was super cool. I was like, I love that. And uh, I think a lot of like g- girls that play basketball will probably say the same thing just because I think I saw uh, he he follows Jazz Shelley yeah. on Instagram. I think that's crazy. Like. <laughs> Uh, I was just like, I was like, damn, like, the goat follows you on Instagram. Like, what the heck? <laughs> so Yeah, no, he definitely uh, expanded his horizons, especially, like, just, like, uh, just being a father at the end of the day and just, like, coaching his kid. Like, not many people get to do that. And just, like, kind of, like, showing them, like, a lot, like, developing and growing with them as they, like, go through the process, which was really important, especially – them growing up as kids and learning about just, like, basketball and, like, life at the end of the day. Yeah. Were there other, so, were there other, like, just with how the digital media, social media, video have has become so huge with how sports are growing 
And were there other things that were like influential or inspirational for you besides just, you know, Kobe, uh, like say it was on YouTube with like Baller's Life or just other things that in basketball, just because just there's so many documentaries that have been out there. I mean, re recently we had, you know, The Last Dance come out. Like what else has been like inspirational to you uh, just growing up? Um, for me growing up, I would say like rankings. Rankings were huge, like. Especially like me playing like AAU, like you would always hear like this person's like higher ranked than you, mm -hmm. and you'd be like, what? Like, uh, okay, like, like why do why does that matter to me at the end of the day? But like, uh, I would say that just like gave me like fuel and like made me like compete and like at like a higher standpoint and like allowed me to like just be the best version of myself because like uh, I'm a very competitive person and like I feel like not many people like really realize like rankings really don't matter and. Uh, I would say, like, there's a lot of people that are better than what their rankings are and, like, if they're not ranked, I would say. So I feel like just, like, with, like, the media these days, I feel like we need to, like, expand how, like, we, like, do rankings because I feel like it kind of, like, just blows people out of proportion and, like, really makes them, like, think, like, they're what they do and, like, put in the game, like, don't matter. But, like, what they do and put in the game doesn't matter because rankings really don't mean anything at the end of the day. Honestly, it just means, it just means like I guess like it's just a number, and uh, I feel like rankings really like kind of like. Just like. Gave me motivation, and like for who I played and like when I was playing, uh, especially AAU and like high school basketball, so. Mhm, mm I think rankings are even less so important in basketball because, I mean football. It's kind of just like this dude's this big and this athletic and like he's gonna do this right. But in basketball, there's so many, there's so much nuance, there's so much reaction you have to do with the flow of the game. It's like that's why you know you guys as Nebraska could go out and play Duke, and it doesn't matter like what stage it's on, you can win because each guy plays such a big role in the game itself. Like there's only you know so many guys on the court at one time, and each guy's role is like massive because there's only five dudes on the court so that's why like I think basketball is one of the best sports out there because each guy has such a big impact you can't like and it's yeah that it's huge so I would agree with what you said I think were you ever in what was always inspirational to me was like watching like different players grow up with like with our age group like them play in high school like I followed so many games that like different guys would play because ball is life or other you know YouTube accounts would post all their games and stuff. So I would like follow certain high school players like Zion. I follow like all his games, <laughs> even though it was the same thing. It was like him dunking on a bunch of like six feet kids, right? That was crazy. And then, you know, I I noticed Ja before he got big. Like it was when he was his last year at Murray State. Okay. So, because I remember, you know, Oprah Side is. Oprah, like he's like the YouTube reaction. Yeah. Oprah, he reacted to like a game jaw had against like alabama where he dropped like 40 but no one knew who jaw was at the time so i started following him but there were there other players that you would follow um i would say so another player like i kind of like followed like kind of like lately i would say like not too long ago like when he was like in the league and it was like his name wasn't like really popular i would say Giannis. Mm -hmm. Giannis is like a huge player because like i actually like met him in person uh, so at an AU tournament in Milwaukee, he was at, we were at like a mall with my like teammates. Actually, like Sam Hoiberg was at, on my team. Oh, really? Playing AAU, so that's like how, how we have like a little bit of a connection. Uh, we met Giannis at the mall, which is really cool, and his brother Thanos, uh, the Nassus. Uh, 
So, uh, just like his story of like where he came from, obviously it shows it in that uh, movie uh, that they have now on uh, Disney Plus, I believe. Uh, it kind of just shows like his background of like where he came from to where he is now, which is really cool because he's also an international player and like uh, players of like internationally don't like get many opportunities as we do in the United States. So I feel like he like kind of like took all of his opportunities and like made them the best possible way he could. And I feel like who he is today, like kind of like just like puts you in representation of like really at the end of the day, as long as you believe in yourself and you like know you have, you can, you have the, like the factor of like the person you can become and like, you know, who you can, who you can be at the end of the day, uh, anything is possible. And, uh, he like kind of like shows it by how hard he plays and like, uh, how much effort he gives to his teammates each and every night. And obviously he's, he was an MVP for a reason. So I feel like he's like a really important, like role model to this generation of NBA basketball today. Yeah, he really is. I mean, he came in the league and was so skinny, so skinny, and was not the athlete he is right now. And now he's like, he's unstoppable. When he, so this was in when they beat the Suns to win it all. I was so happy for him because so much of his career, the constant narrative was like, this guy can't shoot, this guy can't like beat you unless it's like at the rim, or like and you then, like need a superstar to, around him. Like, yeah. And then he made, like, every free throw down the stretch. They were leaving him open for three. He was draining those. I was just so happy because he's so likable. Mm -hmm. He's so likable. And so to see him win, I remember I, I love that. I, I really did. I, I also really don't like the Warriors. So just <laughs> anytime they're not up there winning, I, like, I can't stand them. I, that's a whole other – I could talk about not liking the Warriors for a long time. But anyway, yeah, no, I definitely agree with you on the whole Giannis thing. But – um, thanks for getting me the ticket tomorrow. Sure, I, I'm sure. gonna try to bring Cam with me if I can too, sure. and uh, you know, looking forward to you know have you guys start your season. Um, so you guys play Maine, and then after that we you, you guys play Omaha. Uh, I'm be I believe it's that Thursday. Oh yeah, that's so both are this week. Yeah, that's great. And then you're going to Orlando for a tournament uh, later this month too. For Vegas, correct. I mean for uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah. So that's the okay. That's sweet. Yeah. Well. Anyway, looking forward to that. I'm gonna try to go to some games this year. Um, yeah. I, I think, think honestly we're really gonna shock a bunch of eyes because, as I said, like Nebraska basketball is like getting like has been like overlooked and like people think it's like the same old same old Nebraska Nebraska basketball team. But I feel like this group is really bought into what uh what we've like learned from our coaches and everything. And I feel like uh at the end of the day. As long as we have each other, we'll be good. Uh, yeah, that, that's a great message to have. And I think a lot of people have already, like, kind of written the season off just because uh, Hoiberg hasn't really got a big, you know, momentum season yet. But, you know, the time is now, and I'm looking forward to see you guys play. So I um, think, think that's everything here. Uh, run the damn ball here with Jeffrey Grace the third, And uh, go check out the Huskers team this year. They're looking to turn things around. Have a big year. Thanks for listening.